hello there so it's been four episodes so far and today we are going to the fifth episode i hope you've been listening to the past year episode and if you haven't i encourage you to go back so that you can catch up on what we have said before and then you you have a background and you follow the train of thoughts on what is exactly happening and how god is leading us into a place of fruitfulness and we're talking about the principles of bearing fruit the process of bearing fruit very simple truth but with profound reasons to change your life there are things that in my encounter and in my walk with god they are the defining and cornerstone of my destiny and the reason why i'm even able to be able to be fruitful to the point that i'm sharing the podcast for this is part of the fruits of my life so and the, the, the part of that fruit is the fact that you are listening and it's going to help you and change your life also so the fruit is is like a chain reaction that is i'm just trying to talk about what's going on for me so 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 for you as a person i want to take the same principles and begin to internalize them and begin to use them so that more more can begin to come out of your life that will give god glory and your heart will become fuller your joy will become fuller your life will become richer your family your your relationship will become more you know more awesome and lovely and you begin to live a peaceful and productive and prosperous life so today we look at the statements and jesus has been talking to us from the from the introduction even till now and we, we've been studying along the lines of john chapter 15 where he preached a sermon on 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 fruitfulness and uh, today we'll talk about john chapter 15 verse 5 and uh, it says i am divine that's jesus speaking he has told us that from the first from the first verse of this chapter which is our first episode he said i am divine you are the branches that is let's get our rules clear i jesus am divine you are the branches you are not divine you are the branch you are not the source you are the channel and every other human being so the source doesn't change as far as god is concerned but the channels change so and we should know who the sources and who the channels are so the source is one person and that is jesus i am divine i'm the trunk of the tree i'm the carrier of the whole body he said you are the branches you extend out of me so let's get this clear you are not me you are not responsible for the results you only convey the results when you are in tune with me and that should take a lot of pressure away from you so that you don't begin to kill yourself and say hey, i must blow i must make it come on man that's not the way you, you you don't blow in the kingdom you don't you don't you don't rise into productivity by telling them i must blow me no 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 certainly it is very necessary for you to be motivated it's very necessary for you to tell yourself i must blow but you don't must blow by by self-determination and no 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 you don't it's not by power or by might or by your will no so you can say i must blow but it is not by your will you blow in the kingdom by maintaining your vital connection with the source so you can will you know and that's what paul was trying to tell us in in romans chapter 7 that is what's going on throughout a lot of christians life where you said i said that which i will i do not and that which i do not will that is what i end up doing so people are willing to be fruitful willing to be productive willing to progress in life that is their desire that is their will that is what they are working towards that is what they are, you know they are sowing their energy in they are pushing for they are waking up hustling pushing and everything 
And yet, the results are not commensurate. The results are nothing compared to the level of work they are putting into it. Especially for the Christian man now. Because the truth is, if it is for a worldly man at some level, he could jew, he could dupe somebody, kill and go all the way. But you know, you said, I'm for Jesus. So no, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to kill. I'm not going to. And you begin to work hard. I begin to work hard. Yes, it's good to work hard. But when you work hard without the vital connection with the master, that work can be frustrating. Because the truth is, it is better to labor in the right direction than to labor powerfully in the wrong one. So you, so some, you can see somebody who is not doing so much. But because he's doing it in the right direction, he's getting a lot of results. And somebody who is doing so much and not getting results. And what that means is that the person who is not doing so much and is going in the right direction, if he can raise up his work level and his diligence level to the level of the person who is doing so much and getting little results, he's going to get much more. So the major, the only thing he got right is that he's on the right track. If he increases his work ethic and increases the level of, of work and labor he puts into his work because he's going in the right direction led by God, what will happen? We have exponential results. So what I'm saying it is, to, is to knock up the idea that, uh, no, if I'm just led by his spirit, I don't need to work. No, that's not true. Paul said, I labored more abundantly above them all, but not myself, but what? The grace. So that is, I labored, but what made me labor at that level? What gave me that level of hard work to do was because there was a grace resting on me that made my labor strategic, productive, and intentional, focused, and giving me commensurate results. So Jesus is saying here today, he said, I am the vine, you are the branches. So our roles are defined. You are not the vine. You are not, don't kill yourself to do the job of the vine. No, 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 no. No, don't kill yourself and expect yourself and expect no 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 a lot of people have committed suicide in life just because they are assuming the role of the vine a lot of people have become frustrated in life just because they've assumed the role of the vine so you see people maybe like a young preacher and he start preaching and he wants to heal people then he prays and fast for the whole week and goes out and he lays on the people and the people die after he lays on them why and he frustrated and said, this thing, no, this one, this Bible doesn't work. Now, nah, 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 nah. nah, listen, you thought you are divine, but you are not. You are not the healer. You are the channel of the healing power. It is not, there are people who are not fasting 100 days. And yet, they've known how to connect to the vine. And they are channeling the power. Now, I will quickly say this also. It doesn't mean you should not fast. No, no, I believe in fasting. I fast every day. I live a fasted life. So fasting is a core thing. Jesus himself said that this kind go with not except by prayer and fasting. Jesus fasted for 40 days. So fasting is a norm for you as a child of God. Fasting is depriving your flesh the pleasure that makes it go crazy so that you can focus on the will of God for your life at every season of your of, of, of your life as you progress. So so the major thing that has caused frustration for some people at some level is because They've ascribed to themselves the job of the vine. But Jesus is saying to you today, come and find rest. You are not the vine, you are the branch. Now let's continue. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him. So today I'm going to focus on 
I in him. So in the last episode, we were talking about vital connection, but we majored upon you abiding in him. But today we are going to talk about he abiding in you. Because if you read this, you say, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him. It is that person in whom I am abiding. The same person brings forth much fruit. He said, for without me, you can do nothing. So Jesus is saying that it is a level for you to abide in me, to tabernacle around me. But that is level one. It is just one side of the coin. There is the other side of the coin, which is the perfector and the vital connection. It is me abiding in you. So today you want to you want to begin to open up your heart and say, Jesus, to what degree are you abiding in me? As a matter of fact, you are abiding in Jesus to the degree that He is abiding in you. So no matter the level of external activity you portray. And you push as somebody who is abiding in Jesus. You are not really abiding in him if he's not abiding in you to that same degree. So the degree of your abiding in him is the degree to which he's abiding in you. So Jesus is saying, without me you can do nothing. He said, it is I in you. So what you really want to cherish here, and we are going to talk about this and emphasize this, is the fact that it is not so much as you pushing activities that seem to be Looking like abiding in Jesus, but that he abides in you. That your insights become a comfortable place for Jesus to stay. So imagine on the inside of you, it's like a room, a house, an apartment, a duplex with different chambers. You know, God said about Jesus, said, this is my beloved son in whom, that is inside him. I am well pleased. So it's more like God said, I went to the corridors and the rooms and the chambers and all the closets inside this, my son. And this is my testament. I'm pleased. And that is what God wants to achieve through your own life. That he will go through every department of your life. That there is no department of your heart, no chamber of your inside is close to God. So there are several people whom who are endeavoring to abide in him, but he, they are not allowing him to abide in them. So they go to the place of prayer and they are praying, and the Holy Ghost comes up and says, I want you to forgive your boyfriend that broke your hand before you married your husband. You still have a grudge against him. When you see his picture on, on Instagram, you still curse him a little bit. And they say, no, 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 Jesus, no. Now, certainly they don't say it's verbally, or they, and it's not that maybe Jesus come and say, but they just feel that, but they just shove it aside and push it under the carpet and they move on. They don't attend to it. Then God comes again and he wants to abide in their room, in the area of, of, of the way they speak to people. You see, huh? my, my, my son, my daughter, you see, your mouth is sharp. I need you to correct the way you talk. I need you to, 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 to soften your language and let your tongue be a healer. And, uh, and the glosses are saying, no, uh, I'm tough. Uh, me, if I talk, see, I talk, I don't give, I know. And God is saying, I want to abide in that area of your life. But they close that door to him. And yet they worship, they lift holy hands. And yet they could be prophesying. They could even be sharing the word and be productive in the office at some level. But when God wants to take you into a new level, he has to withdraw all things out of your life. As a matter of fact, in practical Christianity, things ought to constantly be challenged in your life if you are growing. So if, 
if your Christianity has been going on for a life for a while and you, and you don't feel the Holy Ghost challenging things inside your heart and asking you to correct things and you are not being convicted of particular attitude and mannerism, believe me, you are not practicing the right Christianity. Take it. God is always renewing you, shaping you, refining you for greater height. And that means that he's always crucifying your flesh, killing the old nation, renewing you and reforming you to be like Jesus. And that is what it means for him to abide in you. Because the more room Jesus wants to have in you, the lesser room for yourself and your flesh will have. So for him to abide in you, things have to die. For him to abide in you, the way you spend money has to change and die. So if you are the type of person that when your salary is coming and immediately the salary hits you, it's plunge. I mean, you just go and you get that, that first evening like this, you, you get like a 50, 50, 50 wraps of barbecue and you and you gather your friend. You guys go and God is a seed. If I want to take you to the next level of increase, you can't be spending money like this. And you, you are praying to me that you want to be a man, you want to marry. You can't raise children on this system of behavior and system of thinking. And you are saying you want a billion dollar company. And every time you get funding, the, the, first, thing you are, the first thing you are looking to is the magazines of cars and magazines of shoes and magazines of wristwatch. This is, see, you can't handle what, I'm, what you are asking me for. I need to abide in this department of your life if you want to become fruitful. So, so Jesus wants to abide in you. He, you, you. he wants to enter different chambers of your heart, different corners, different closets, different areas of your being. So the, 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 the thing you need to do is begin to give him room. You begin to come into prayer and say, Jesus, what room do you want to enter next? What area of this apartment, of this duplex called my heart, do you want? Is it the right ventricle or the left ventricle or the upper chamber? Where do you want to enter now? Do you want to talk about how I raise my kids or how I deal with my husband? Do you want to talk about how I deal with my staff and how I pay their salaries and their remuneration package? Do you want to how to you want to enter the chamber of how I deal with clients when I'm angry or how I deal with my junior colleagues? Do you want to enter the chamber of how I treat my security man and my maids? Do you want to enter the chamber of how I how I treat my wife and my children or my husband? Do you what area of my life are you knocking on? Do you want to enter the area of how I spend my money, how I spend my time? Do you want to enter the area of uh, how long I spend binge watching movies? Do you want to uh, do you want to tell me not to subscribe for DSTV in a particular month? There's nothing he wants to enter. And that means things that will need to die on the inside of you to make room for Jesus. Some things need to move out for him to abide. So imagine your life, your heart as one big house. Where Jesus wants to abide. Don't restrict him to the sitting room. Just like a visitor. Let him go into the living room. Let him go into the dining room. Your room, your closet. Let him get into the toilet area, the bathroom. Let him be able to open the fridge. Let him walk through the corridor like he owned the place. Because he does. If you give it to him. Don't close any of the way, the way you talk on social media. The amount of time you spend. How you project yourself. Do you really reveal Jesus to other people? Is it glorified through your life? Do they respect or do, does your life draw people close to him or you're a menace or you or you're a disgrace to him? Now, certainly, no, don't, 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 don't mind my words so much. Don't, don't let it make you feel bad. But, but I just want you to, to paint that picture to you. The man, you have to really be open and allow Jesus to enter every area of your life. Has the Holy Ghost been warning you about how you, how you tweet or what you tweet or what you portray? Or, or it could be, oh, this is how you are, uh, the kind of music you, you listen to. Come on, man. 
it has to change. And that is him endeavoring to abide. If you don't open those rooms to him, my friend, you can't enter into fruitfulness. It is the level of room you create for God on the inside of you that determines the level of results and fruitfulness you will see in your life. These are the fundamentals of fruitfulness. It is a heart issue. Fruitfulness is a matter of the heart. And I'm spending time on this episode more than the other ones because your heart needs to be dealt with. How much room are you giving to God inside your heart? What area of your heart are you closing to him? Are there people you have, are there, is there a room in the corner of your heart where you have locked your father, you locked your mother, you locked your uncle, you locked your exes, you locked your colleague, you locked your old bosses, and you, you put them all there and tag, don't open, unforgiving, I wish them bad, I, I send to them the things that they have wished for me. These people, I wish them evil. Any day of my life when I wake up, it is evil I wish them because these people, they have, if you know what they did, oh my God. Your old pastor, your former pastor, your former head of units, oh, come on, these people, they are evil. I am telling you, see, God knows that if I wish them evil, I have not done but No, he says to repay good for evil. Pray for your enemies. So Jesus is saying, let's open that door. Let's bring out the list of the Let's begin to call all of them out and set them free. Because we need that room. That room is not allowing us to get food. If we open that room, it is thinking with unforgiveness. But we want to declutter it and clear it so that we can release some fruit into that place. So my friend, think about your heart today. Look at your life. Look at your daily activities. Jesus wants to abide in you. He wants to make room. Will you make room for him? Because without him, you can't do anything. And the last thing I will share in this episode, this is the longest episode so far, is the fact that Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. So that means that if you are doing a lot of things without Jesus, as far as Jesus is concerned, that thing is nothing. That's a shocker. So if you remember, we there, at some point in the, in, the ep, in the previous episode, we talked about people be giving billions of dollars to wipe out poverty and eradicate, eradicate polio and disease in the world. And then, even though they are doing good and it is benefiting other people, as far as God is concerned, because our life transcends this earth, there is an eternity in view. And then when we get there, God says, no, it is not on the basis of good works. You aren't drawing from me. You aren't drawing from the true vine. You are drawing from the false vine. You are drawing from the false vine. So there's no room for you here. So now that means that you can do a lot of things. Look at look at um, um, First Corinthians thirteen. He said, "If I give my whole body to be burned and I have not love, he said, it it does me nothing. It profits me nothing. He said, if I give my money to the poor, he said, it is nothing. And Jesus is saying." When you do anything without me, that thing is nothing. So, as you begin to think about your life, hope you are not doing nothing. Hope that is not what you are doing. Because you could be you could be you could be fasting and praying and it's still nothing. Yeah, believe me. You could be giving seeds and sowing seeds for selfish reasons, like as if you are giving money to a money doubler. Like Baba Jebu, <laughs> for for my for my non uh, non Nigerian Lagos constituents. Sorry, that means you are gambling with God. You are saying, let me give a seed of around two hundred dollars, and it's going to give me ten food. It's going to give me ten food, two thousand dollars, and yet 
you are not you are not getting anything return then somebody come and bamboo you i gave 50 dollars and god brother now I, I do not mean that those things are not true no as a matter of fact i'll probably preach the same someday which means that we sold and we reaped in return certainly but there's there are those that they are charlatans and they go about and you know say these things and you also just because you are gullible and you are coming from a heart of money doubling and 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 a heart of selfishness then you want to go and gamble with god and say god is a money doubler when you give him 50 dollars you will get 100 dollars back and you are doing nothing you are wasting your money because your heart itself is not pure and even you may be even doing you may be sowing to a right girl. maybe the person who is speaking is not a child and is speaking the truth then you go and sow that money but your heart is not giving in room then you won't find fruit until you release people you forgive them until you declutter your life check your life check your appetite check your routine prune your life let things that are not godly begin to take their leave or else you could be doing everything you are doing and still be doing nothing and this will inform you that don't let your eyes begin to rest on the world don't let your measure of your word begin to come from the standards of the world don't look at celebrities on instagram and in the media and the porn society society pundits and the cream de la creams and begin to say man that is the highest no that is not the highest place in the books of god it is a man that humbles himself and obeys God's word regardless of his height. That is at the highest place. So, and I've said this before, I'll say it, say it again. A missionary can be in inland China and that man is higher than a Christian brother who is blowing money and sowing to the church out of a greedy heart and is and is and is and you know is drawing from a wrong source and trying to give it to God. We've we've spoken about that in previous in previous episodes. So don't measure things on the outside. Don't let what is going on, on the outside be the sole reason for telling your vital connection. No, because you could be doing all that and it's still nothing. Why? Because you are not giving Jesus room on the inside of you. Without him, you can do nothing. I hope and I pray that this message and these words go into your heart and they give the Holy Ghost room to challenge your heart and begin to uncover the secret places of your heart so that our Lord and Savior can begin to have room in every department of your life so that you begin to enter the level of fruitfulness that you desire so that your life begins to take on the turn that you have always anticipated it will take so that your life will begin to bring more glory to God and more people are blessed your business your family your children begin to blossom like a tree planted by the rivers of good of living water and they begin to bring for their fruits in due season I pray that the Holy Ghost will have access to your heart through this word because you remember the instrument of cleansing is the spoken word of God and I pray that God will speak to you through the words I've been saying to you and begin to change your heart and bring you into a place of fruitfulness oh yes glory to God I feel fired up already oh yes I pray that the Holy Ghost abides with you beyond this this listening and begin to take you into a bigger and a stronger and a deeper place in your walk with him and your heart begins to burn and begin to burn and begin to burn so that you can give him room you can make room for him thank you very much i hope this has blessed you this is the longest episode so far and i hope it has watched your while and you enjoyed it listen again to the next episode and god bless you and i encourage you you should share with people spread this message so that more people can begin to understand the system of god's fruitfulness thank you and god bless you